So yeah, morning everybody. Uh, my name's Caleb, for those of you who don't know me, uh, one of the elders here at Gateway. Good to see you all. Uh, great to be together, isn't it? And um, yeah, good to be able to worship God together. Um, at the beginning of 2020, I almost uh, did a talk and called it 2020 Vision, where, yeah, come on, some of you are on that page already, get it? Like, it was the beginning of 2020, we're talking about vision, where are we going, and like, perfect eyesight, 2020 Vision. Anyway, it was a brilliant title I didn't use, and I'm glad I didn't, um, because 2020 very quickly unraveled, didn't it? <laughs> and uh, anything I would have said at the beginning of 2020 would probably have become fairly quickly uh, irrelevant. And uh, so anyway, today we're going to go for 2022 vision. Um, it doesn't quite work the same, but today we are talking about like what what's in store for us this year. Where do we believe God is leading us? How can we get on board with what He is doing? What are His priorities for us as a church? So we're going to be talking about that um, here this morning. I'm going to be sharing um, some stuff. And before I get to that, I suppose you know just to be, I'm just going to move this slightly. If that's all right. No, it's fine. Just. You know, some beautiful people over here who I can't quite see. Um, so, uh, yeah, so before I get to that, the, uh, like the big idea of who we are as a church, um, Gateway Church, we talk about being a people who proclaim and demonstrate the good news of God's kingdom. Um, we're not anticipating that changing or kind of, you know, this isn't some major like change of direction here. Uh, we, we continue to hold that that's who we are. We're a people. We're not just a, a set of individuals. We are built together as a people. And our task is to proclaim and demonstrate. So we use our words to speak this good news, but we also demonstrate with our actions the good news of God's kingdom. We have a good news message, and it is that God's kingdom is at hand. He is moving amongst us in this world, and we want to participate in that. Join with him by proclaiming and demonstrating the good news to those around us. So that's the big idea of Gateway Church and who we are. And uh, when, I'm not going to be kind of you know, up here today changing that, but I am going to talk about specifically what we feel that will be we anticipate that that will look like this year for us as a church, which I appreciate in these times is a bit of a risk, isn't it? Setting out with any plans or priorities at the moment is a bit of a risk. But this is just kind of what we feel God is saying to us. Um, so before I get to those specifics as well, I, I want to kind of frame this really um, in, in something that, that Jesus says. And it's, it's just like a few words that he says in the middle of a conversation that he's having with his followers, um, specifically Peter. Um, so you will probably know uh, the, the disciple Peter, the, the one who's got foot in mouth disease. He, um, he, he's, he's great and he's brash, but he spots something in Jesus in Matthew 16. And, um, and he, he declares it about Jesus. And um, Jesus basically says, who do you think I am? And Peter says to him, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And then Jesus, in his response to Peter, he, he says something that I, I just want to highlight today. And um, he says this a little bit lower down. He says, now I say that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. So he's talking definitely to Peter specifically, isn't he? He's saying, look, you, there's a role that you will play in the building of this thing to come, which is the church. You've got a role to play. You will be like a rock upon which I build my church. But in doing so, he makes it really clear that it is his church and that it is he who does the building. He doesn't say, Peter, upon this rock, you will build your church. He says, no, on this rock, I will build my church. It's reassuring 
And it's good to be reminded that this is his church. The church across the world is Jesus's church. It's not, you know, the church doesn't belong to the leaders who lead it. The church belongs to Jesus. He is at the head and the heart of our faith. He, it's his church, but he will build his church as well. So for me, that's a kind of reassuring and releasing thing. Like the pressure is not on us. Like how do we build church? How can we build something here? It's reassuring to know that Jesus is building his church. And he's been doing so for 2,000 years, right? So from, when you think about it, from that ragtag bunch of uneducated fishermen and zealots and tax collectors and whoever else it was, he, the, the church has exploded throughout the entire world. The latest statistics seem to suggest that 2.5 billion people in the world today consider themselves to be Christians. And believe it or not, I was quite, well, surprised and pleasantly surprised that that is up from just 600 million a century ago. So 100 years ago, there were 600 million people on this earth who declared themselves Christians, and now there are 2.5 billion. That is quite considerable growth, isn't it, over the last 100 years? So maybe if somebody were to suggest to you that the church is dying or declining in some kind of way, I think you could probably just point out that in the last 100 years, the church has gone from 600 million to 2.5 billion. Jesus is building his church, right? It is good to be reminded of that, and it's reassuring that it is his church, and it's his work of building. So, for, for us specifically then, this year, three priorities. You always have to have three, right? It seems a, a good biblical number. And, uh, and, and here's the thing. So we prayed about this. We came to three. And then John Wilson did his magic. Okay, so John Wilson is, I, I love John. He is a good friend of mine. And he is many things to this world. And he brings many gifts to this world. But one of them, which I dearly appreciate, is his ability to, to, to take three points and like, build them into something memorable and coherent that all start with the same letter. And, um, and it, is, it is genuinely, like we laugh, but it is genuinely a gift. And uh, I, I also don't know if you knew this, but John Wilson, it was 34 years ago today, wasn't it, John, that you first went full-time working for the church? There you go. Happy birthday. <laughs> birthday. I don't know what day. <laughs> But, uh, but anyway, so John is, is really helpful. So they all begin with B. In fact, they all begin with build. So we're going to be talking today about building down. We're going to be talking about building up. And we're going to be talking about building out. Those are our three priorities. that we, We're just sensing God is saying these are the areas to focus on. These are the areas to kind of invest in and to work on this year. So build down, build up, build out. So first of all, uh, build down. Let's talk about that. Um, last, I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly when this was, um, but last, I think it was last year, we enjoyed in, in a couple of the breaks in the lockdown going up to Rona's parents who live on the coast, and uh, we had a couple of beach days where we just spent time uh, on the beach as a family. And on one of those, we built what I would say is, is like the sandcastle of all sandcastles, right? This, this was like the one that I am most proud of ever. Um, I think I've got a photo, actually. I've got a photo of this. So that's Emma for scale. <laughs> it took us hours. And you can tell from the size of it. That's not Emma, is it? It's Maisie, yeah. Um, the, uh, you can tell from the size of it that I was as invested in this as the children were, if not more. It was one of those days where I wish I'd actually brought like my garden spade instead of just a toy spade. But, uh, but anyway, this was a serious castle. Like we were, we were proud of this creation. 
um, by the end of the day. And, uh, and we, you know, as you do with castles, you build it on the edge of the water, don't you? You build it where, you know, the tide's going to come in. And then you say, bring it on, tide. See if you can get past our defenses. And you keep shoring it up. And, uh, yeah, the tide won. <laughs> It, within, we went back to the beach the next day and there was not a single sign of it. It, it was just gone completely. And, uh, and that's the reality, right? When you build with sand, when you build on sand, things don't last very long at all. And uh, the reality is that the, the waves that day weren't particularly big or great, but they demolished our sand castle. And uh, this last couple of years, I don't know about you, but it's felt pretty stormy, hasn't it? Like we, I, I talked about this last week. Many of us, probably most of us, have felt shaken in one way or another by the last couple of years. Just life has been tough. It has been hard to plan anything, to go about normal life. And uh, it has been stormy. The reality is for 2022... Um, I, I don't know what 2022 holds. I, I have no clue whatsoever. But let's be honest, the forecast is stormy, right? It, there is like, if it's not going to be, if maybe we see the end of COVID, but there'll be something else, right? There'll be challenges that come this year. We know that for sure. So how can we best equip ourselves as followers of Jesus? How can we prepare ourselves for whatever it is to come? I want to suggest that one of the best things we can do is strengthen our foundations, is, is build down, strengthen what we are standing on so that when the storms come, we won't be shaken. In Matthew uh, chapter 7, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus has gathered his followers and he's taught them all of these wonderful, beautiful and challenging things, and he gathers them together, he teaches this stuff, and then he says to them, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey is foolish, like a person who builds a house on a sand. When the rains and floods come, and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Jesus says that if we want to be people whose lives can withstand storms, we need to build our lives on a rock, on solid bedrock, on his teaching, on what he says to us. That's going to serve us well, right? If we build down, we dig our foundations, the foundations of our lives, down into Jesus, the solid rock that is Jesus. That is going to serve us well, no matter what comes, even if 2022 is a great year, or if there are more challenges ahead. Building down, strengthening our foundations as individuals and as a church family will serve us well this year, we believe. So what will this look like to build down this year? Well, uh, to be honest, a lot of that will, will probably just shape our teaching, kind of what is said from the front. We're going to be thinking through like, how, what are the foundational things that we just need to kind of emphasize 
this year, we actually had a, a prophetic word before Christmas. Mike Raxworthy had a prophetic word about, um, about back to basics, just, just coming back to some of the basic things that God has for us. We've got a few other kind of practical things uh, in the pipeline around this, but really it's just going to influence decisions we make, like throughout the year, various points. How can we strengthen our foundations as individuals and as a church family? So we're going to be building down this year. The next thing we're going to be doing is building up. And uh, so uh, most of my, oh, my, my everyday life involves riding my bike quite a bit. I can't say I go on hugely long distances, given I, mainly it's just commuting to work, like a mile or so. Um, but I do, I travel to meetings in the center of town and things like that. So most days I end up on my bike. And, um, and what happens pretty much every year at Christmas is because I take some time off, uh, I, I'm not on my bike for at least a week or so, sometimes more. This year it was even longer because I had to work at home for a week. We were self-isolating for a week. And uh, those of you who cycle regularly and then stop for a while will know that feeling when you get back on your bike and you have a meeting in town and you try and cycle up Holgate Hill. Uh, you feel it in your legs, don't you? You just recognize, gosh, I am, I'm a little bit out of shape. My muscles are not used to doing this again. Some of you are probably so disciplined you carry on on your bike anyway through your holidays not me. But, um, but you feel it in your legs. You recognize that your muscles just have lost some of that strength from day by day cycling. And uh, the, the reality is that as a church over the last couple of years, my, my sense, our sense, is that because of some of the restrictions of not being able to meet together in person, not being able to, to kind of do church as we would like to do, not being able to kind of minister to one another and lay hands on one another, pray for one another, it feels to me like we're the equivalent of that person who's had maybe not a week or two off the bike, but a couple of years off the bike. Like we're, we're just kind of lacking a little bit of strength when it comes to, um, yeah, just kind of functioning as a body, really. And you add that together with the fact that because of the challenges of the last couple of years, like many people feel like they've taken a bit of a beating, right? It feels like we are a bit battered and bruised. Our sense is that we could collectively do with being strengthened and encouraged. We, we could collectively do with being built up. Like, do you sense that? Do you just feel that in terms of like, I, I could do with building up. I could do with being encouraged and strengthened. That's our sense for us as a church in this season. We want to build up. I love that God's design for the church is that we, we work out this faith, this journey in, in community together. Like it, it isn't just an individual, you go off and have your relationship with Jesus. Like you guys are invested in that because you're here. You believe that too, and I'm sure you love that as much as I do. In 1 Corinthians 12, Paul describes, he, he kind of paints this picture of the church as the body of Christ, where each member, each person has a unique gift and a unique role to play in the life of the church. And part of that role, part of that gift that we give to one another, uh, Paul outlines this when he writes to a different church in, in the book of First uh, Thessalonians. Uh, he says this in verse uh, chapter 4, verse 11. He says, so, sorry, chapter 5, verse 11, so encourage each other and build each other up, just as you are already doing. Part of that function in terms of 
every, you know, the picture of the body, every member playing its part is to, is to strengthen and encourage, to encourage and build each other up. That's why God puts us in community, so that we can do that for one another. And when you stop and think about this, how this actually works, um, I was thinking about this this week, that you know, if, if you, maybe some of you have taken out a gym membership um, this January, a lot of people do that in January, because you want to kind of grow in strength, you want to build your muscles, and the way that you actually, from my, from my A-level sports studies, I did A-level sports studies, I, you know, just so, I think I did, did I? I'm, I, maybe I just did it to AS level, I can't remember, it's not that I didn't do it, I can't remember, I think I did do it for two years. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, definitely sunk in. And uh, so anyway, what I remember is that if you want to build muscle, the way that you do that is you use them and you stretch them. You, you, you go beyond what you would normally use them for. You, you increase the load, the resistance against them. You, you kind of stretch out. That's how you build muscle. So when we're thinking about this picture of the body in terms of building one another up, strengthening and encouraging, yes, you will be strengthened and encouraged by other people, using their gifts to bless you, to serve you, to build you up and encourage you. That is, that is part of it and part of the way that you will be built up. But actually, an equally big part of it will be that in this picture built in is that you are a muscle and the way that you build and grow and get stronger as a body part, as a muscle, is by using it. So it's in, the, it's in the receiving, yes, that you are built up, but it's equally in the giving that you are built up. It's equally in the you playing your part, finding your role within the local church and serving and using that and stretching and stepping out into that, you will be built up in that as well. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, oh gosh, is he going to, you know, come on, do more, everybody, do more. I, my sense is this isn't about like getting even busier. My sense is this is like just, just stepping out a bit further, stretching ourselves in terms of like taking a risk. Maybe it's in life group. You, you, know, you turn up to life group every week. Maybe it's the opportunity to, to function in a gift there, to bring a prophetic word to the other members of your group. Maybe it's on a Sunday morning, coming and stepping out, taking a risk, bringing a contribution. My sense is that it's when we step out and we stretch ourselves to bless other people in that, that other people will be blessed and built up, and we will be as well. So we are going to be building down in 2022. We're going to be building up in 2022. And what will that look like? Well, probably a big part of that will be in terms of life groups. Um, we love life groups in this church. We think they are one of the best things you can do, particularly if you're new to the church, to get involved and to build relationships with others. And we are going to be, they don't know it yet, but we're going to be asking the life group leaders to think through, like, how can that work in your life group? How can you create a context where people can be built up and build one another up? So there will be a bunch of stuff happening in life groups, he says confidently, and life group leaders all nod back in agreement. Uh, the other thing alongside that is we are going to be, um, we're going to be putting on like a series of additional events through the year um, that will actually end up replacing life groups on certain weeks. We, we, we're not adding more events, we're just kind of changing the way we meet. But we're going to put on some specific workshops uh, around areas that we really feel like are priorities to grow in. Um, so the three areas that we'll be looking at throughout the year, the first ones will be, uh, essentially they'll be on three consecutive weeks. Um, 
after each half term is the plan. So after February half term, three weeks in a row, gathering people to focus on these three areas. So the first area will be the prophetic. Like, what does it mean to be, what is the gift of prophecy? How can I grow in it? How can I be encouraged in it? How can I step out in it? Creating a context where you can do that. The second area will be around evangelism. What does it mean to share our faith with other people? And how can we encourage one another in doing that. And then the third one will be around worship and kind of the various gifts of the Spirit that we want to see come through in the context of worship. So there'll be loads more detail practically about that, but we want to just create a context like offline where we're not worried about what goes out to the internet, where we can get people together to encourage, serve one another, to step out in faith, to take risks, and to build up the church. So that is our second thing. The third thing that we are talking about is building out. So we know, don't we? You know, I, I probably say this enough. This is kind of not new. Well, in fact, none of this is really new today. But like, we know that mission is integral to who we are as a church. Jesus set that early church running with a great commission to go into all the world. And, uh, and, and when the Holy Spirit filled the church on that first um, Pentecost, um, then what, what happened? The immediate result was that they went out and fulfilled that commission to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The, the entirety of church history has been an unfolding of God's mission on this earth, and we are part of that. We are not just a kind of holy huddle of people who enjoy our relationship with one another. We have a message of good news to bring to others. We want to proclaim and demonstrate that good news. Now, here's a question for you. Do you think that the pandemic has made us or or kind of led us to being more or less outward looking? I would suggest that actually the pandemic has made us more insular. Just a lot of the messaging that we've all had to live by is like, you know, keep to your household, you know, lock down, stay in, stay safe. You know, don't go out because you're a danger to other people. Like all street evangelism immediately stopped in the UK. Not that that's necessarily something that we as a church do a huge amount of, but a lot of our outreach ministries had to stop. I don't know about you, but I, I feel personally that, that I am less kind of outward looking in terms of sharing my faith with other people. And I think just the pandemic has done that to many of us as individuals. And you know, to the church as well, the reality is, like, for a lot of it, the church, it was just like, well, how do we even just survive as a church through this? Like, how do we maintain this church family? That has been a focus, hasn't it? What we don't want to happen is for that then to set the tone for the next kind of ongoing season. We, we want to kind of say, a, call a halt to that and say, God, we want to be people who look outward, who look beyond ourselves, who continue to share our faith with other people and believe confidently that we have a message that, that is good news for all people. Like it is just as relevant today than it, as it always has been. So we want to be people who share that message with others and continue to look outwards. Uh, there was a word that, um, I don't know if you're, some of you have been around for a long time will remember this um, from Genesis 49. Um, Jeremy Simpkins, who leads the, the Christ Central um, team, the, the family of churches that we are a part of, at a church weekend away many, many years ago, I think it might have been in that, 
I'm hesitant to say horrible hotel, but I think it's closed down. So I think we can just all be honest about the fact that Green Gables was a horrible hotel. Um, was it not? <laughs> Am I? I just remember it being really horrible, like that first, anyway. Um, I'm sure it was, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but anyway, I, I'm pretty certain it was there, wasn't it, that Jeremy came and spoke. And, and he had a word from Genesis um, chapter 49, verse 22. And the words, uh, that, those verses are, Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring, whose branches climb over a wall. There's this sense of like what God has in store for you is that you will go beyond. There is something kind of over a wall. There's a, a thing God wants to do here to take you from inside walls to going out and over those walls. I, th I think as we reflect on that, we feel like we've not really seen the, the, the kind of full fulfillment of that um, that prophetic word for us as a church, and so we want to continue to press forward. We're, we're holding that alongside these things around, you know, what God has said in terms of multiple congregations, in terms of being, you might remember as well, the one field, many allotments thing. So, so for us this year, we, we want to keep the outward focus. And practically, what we think that may well look like is that really, I guess there are three things that, that I want to highlight that may well be ways that we continue to look outward. So um, firstly, really about encouraging one another in terms of our own individual front lines. Like what is it out there? Where do you interface with people who don't yet know Jesus? And how can we encourage you? How can we encourage one another? How can we strengthen one another to keep sharing and being good news, being people who proclaim and demonstrate that good news wherever we are on our front lines? That's the first. The second is that really here in this center, we've, we've seen a lot of our outreach ministries start back up again, not all of them, but it feels like there's capacity for more. Like I would love to see more stuff happening here, utilizing this center to bless the community, the people around us who live here. And the third thing um, that really we want to, we, we were almost ready to go with this at the beginning of 2020, and then the word coronavirus came on the radar, and we thought it was wise to just pause. But, um, but, but we feel like now is the time to move forward with another congregation, specifically in Chapel Fields, on the estate in Chapel Fields, a congregation meeting regularly there that is in Chapel Fields for the people of Chapel Fields. So I, I, I'm not going to say much more than, than that today about that, but, but that's something we're going to be, you're going to be hearing more about in terms of next steps and for those who are interested in being a part of that. But, but our sense is this is part of the kind of over the wall, the, the thing that God wants to do in us, being a fruitful vine whose branches climb over a wall. So there, there will be more detail to come on that, and there will be more detail to come on all of those things in terms of like the, the three priorities of build down, build up, and build out. But um, I, I'll finish by, by just kind of reminding us of what we came back to in a minute. But I, I suppose I need to ask the question, like, are, are we in? <laughs> like, does, does this resonate with you? Is this something you think, yeah, okay, this, this, this is good, seems good to us and the Holy Spirit? I'm seeing some nodding heads, fab. Um, so I'm, I just, yeah, band, why don't you come back up? And uh, we're, we're going to worship um, and kind of take things from here. But I suppose I just want to track back right around that to, to what I started with, really, that Jesus is building his church. Like, we can come with our best laid, laid plans, our, our kind of hopes for this year, 
but it's his church, right? We're imperfect leaders leading imperfect people. It might not all look like that, but, but we want to move forward. We want to be people who are looking and asking, God, what is it you're doing here? Like, you are building your church. What exactly are you doing, and how can we join in with what you're doing? Um, there's a, a, a guy, a church leader I remember years ago, quoted something, or he, he said something that has stuck with me ever since. And he said, Christ is building his church. It's a privilege to chip in. And, uh, and I think that's my sense is like, yeah, like this is his church. He's leading us. But he uses us, right? It's a privilege to be used by God in building his church, his bride. It's all his. But he uses broken people like me and you to, to continue to build his church and see his kingdom come here. So why don't you stand? And uh, I'm going to pray. And then we'll continue together. Jesus, this is your church. We are your people. We're your body here. And we want to be responsive to you and your leading. We want to recognize that you build your church through us, broken people like us, and you give us your spirit to enable us to be all that we need to be. And so, God, we want to be people who are hungry for more of your spirit at work in us and through us. And we want to be people who have a vision for a, a, a growing kingdom here in our city, a growing church here in, in your city, a stronger church here in your city of York. So God, we submit ourselves to you afresh and we say, God, would you lead us this year by your spirit? Would you continue to speak to us? Would you continue to help us to dig our foundations deep into you as individuals and as a church family? Would you help us to be that body of Christ that is encouraging, strengthening, building one another up this year? God, help us to, to look out for people who are battered and bruised and help us to be the one who steps in and says, I can be a gift to you. I can encourage you today. And God, help us to never forget that you've given us a mission. You've given us a great commission to, to go out into all the world to make disciples of all nations, to baptize them and to teach them. God, you have given that mission to your church now, and we want to be people who faithfully carry that mission for as long as you have us here in, in, on this world. And so, God, we do. We submit ourselves to you afresh. We say, come and fill us with your spirit and send us out as your people to bless and serve others within the church and uh, those outside of these eight walls as well, Father. Amen. Amen.